Hello and welcome to the China Business Brief, a new podcast from the China Britain Business Council, where we explain the latest news relevant to anyone working in or with the world's second largest economy. I'm Joe Cash, and I'm joined this week by the CBBC's UK-based policy analyst, Torsten Weller, to discuss what's going on with China's digital tech giants, Jack Ma, and the recent but unprecedented crackdowns on the sector. Torsten, welcome back to the podcast. Obviously, the last couple of weeks, we've been following stories surrounding the rise and fall of Jack Ma, his company Ant Financial. Now Meituan has joined the mix as well. It's clear that China's State Administration for Market Regulation, the SAMR, is moving into China's digital tech scene, an area that otherwise it previously left alone. What's going on? Why the sudden interest? Hello, Joe, and um, thank you for having me again. So you're right. So uh, SAMR has been quite busy over the last couple of months, and we see a lot of regulatory actions against um, China's huge online platforms. But I think to to fully understand uh, what's going on, we need to take a step back and look at um, and, at, at the different problems that that are often conflated here. So the, the first one is the monopolistic behavior by by the market power by China's huge tech firms like Alibaba, Tencent, and Baidu, and, and others. Um, the second question that has emerged last year is that of um, online lending platforms like Ant Group, so which give out loans to uh, consumers and um, have exacerbated the problems of um, consumer debt. And the, the final problem is that about um, like data and credit data. So that is, that is related to China's like reform of the social credit system and, and the establishment of a, of a unified kind of um, credit rating database. So this is under the central bank, the People's Bank of China. So we, we're talking about three different problems here. And to understand the, the, the sudden um, activism, I think we need to look at the um, financial sector first, because the um, China Banking Insurance and Regulatory Commission, who is overseeing that and, and has been very active in this area over the last couple of years, um, that is actually the most powerful regulator among these three. And once they entered the, the fray, basically last year, they kind of opened up um, space for other agencies like the SAMR to pursue their own agendas. So I think that is, that is quite uh, important to understand. So um, superficially, these three topics are kind of um, separated, but we need to, to look at the bureaucratic politics to fully understand um, what's going on. That's really interesting. So it's clearly a far more complicated situation than just one man's personal dislike of another, as has been reported that China's President Xi Jinping has a personal dislike for Ant Financial Alibaba Chairman Jack Ma and has therefore ordered action to be taken against the company. But choosing the story that's dominating the headlines nonetheless, what's the future for Ant Financial, the Jack Ma business empire, his personal fortune in the short term, and how are other companies in the area going to have to adapt? Well, I don't know about Jack Ma, but I don't think that Alibaba is going to be broken up. I think what will be changed and what will become more difficult is for, for tech companies to use VIE structures to, to invest in a lot of, of different startups. And that is not primarily about Alibaba. Actually, uh, Tencent has been more, more active in this regard. So they have kind of invested in new tech startups and often even in startups that are competing with each other and then have kind of tried to play play them out against each other. So this is a one problem where Chinese regulators are looking at. This is something where I think we, we, we're going to see new regulations and it, it might become more difficult for tech giants to, to kind of use their market power kind of to influence like the, like the markets in, in these areas. 
Um, where we might see um, um, restructuring is end group, obviously. So the central bank has already ordered um, and to kind of separate their payment system like Alipay from their lending business. And I think that is something where I'm pretty sure that regulators will not relent and that, that we might see kind of some, some curtailing of the online lending business, because this is where Chinese regulators have been active for years, where they, where they know their stuff, basically, and where they can have also the political backing to move ahead. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but this sounds like China's private sector is losing a lot of autonomy, regulators are stepping in and taking far more control. Is that the case? Or is it a move that's genuinely going to improve the business environment? What we need to understand and what uh, I think a lot of people don't know is, is if we look at like China's big tech, right? And, and we, we just automatically compare it to uh, big tech in the West, like Facebook, Amazon. But if we look at China, Chinese big tech companies, then they're actually far more powerful than anything that we have in the West. So we need to, 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 to understand it. I mean, imagine Amazon would not just do e-commerce. Imagine Amazon would also do payments, agriculture, education, like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, all in one. So all these companies in one. And that is kind of when we, what, what we have when we talk about companies like Alibaba or Tencent. So these companies are extremely powerful. What Chinese regulators actually do is, is, is kind of like they're, they're actually quite late in the game, basically. And they're trying to kind of like disentangle these uh, huge business empires now, actually make it easier for, for smaller companies to thrive in this um, in environment. Is there not an argument to say that, at least in the Chinese economy, companies like Alibaba, Tencent, Meituan, they've had to act in this, this way where they try to dominate so much of the market because otherwise they're competing with SOEs who have softer budgetary constraints, they have greater access to subsidies from government. You know, when you're up against such forces, is it not natural that companies have you know, had to create almost their own SOE type dominance? And by breaking down the private sector, is the government not setting the stage for SOEs to be further dominant as they don't seem to have attracted the same attention from SAMR? I mean, that, that, um, that criticism is certainly warranted to a point, but I think when we look at Chinese SOEs, I mean, they're quite concentrated in certain, certain sectors, right? So you're kind of like energy, raw materials, in, in other kind of utility sectors. So to say, okay, that private businesses are competing with SOEs, I think is wrong. We had this debate when we looked at like a, kind of like e-commerce and e-payment systems, right? So that, that they kind of fill the gap uh, left by the banks because the banks were just kind of too sluggish and too plump to, to act on this. So they're not really competing here. And, and I think this idea that um, the state can just take over Alibaba uh, and nationalize it, I think is underrates the difficulty of running such a huge empire, right? This, the Chinese state doesn't have the capacity to do so. I think this is a big question related to the question whether the state can actually create a unified beta company, so that, that what the central bank is, uh, wants to do. So we, we need to look at the different areas and see what's actually feasible. So And, and this idea that the private businesses are kind of like competing directly with with SOEs, I think in, in most sectors, that is not the case. So they, they have carved out their own market here. That's a really good point, one that's really well made. But with China's development of a digital currency, but it's testing now, I've heard between you, Agriculture Bank and Bank of China, and particularly down, down south around the GBA, might this not be the first instance where there is a Chinese SOE 
for banks trying to go up against a private company that has managed to really entrench itself. Tencent, WeChat Pay, Alibaba, these e-currencies are used so widely in China. Is it the is it the first instance where now the Chinese wants to take over this space, you know, beginning to crack down on private Alibaba? As somebody said to me last week, if it walks like a bank and talks like a bank, it should be regulated like a bank. Is that what's happening? Uh, is it now that the government wants to adopt these technologies itself and Jack Ma and Alibaba are in the way? I don't think they're in the way. I think they, um, I mean, actually the state relies mostly on, on in many aspects on Alibaba and, and um, other tech firms to implement these reforms. So if, if, for example, if you took it, like, look at this, this question of the social credit system, right? So Actually, a lot of provincial and local governments are cooperating with Alibaba and other tech um, firms to, to set up these credit rating systems. And what, we're gonna, what we are seeing now is that actually the state tries to get control over, over these databases and, and technologies. Whether it's going to work, I'm, I'm, personal, I'm personally skeptical. Um, yes, the digital yuan is kind of like a replacement for, for the um, like payment platforms like Alipay and WeChat Pay. But Alipay and WeChat Pay are not just attractive because they serve um, as an easy way of, of, of paying your, your groceries or something. But there are also um, a lot of other related elements to it. Like, so you can borrow money, you can, can invest in money, you can, can use this to, to pay a lot of different things. And the question is, can a digital yuan replace all these um, different functions and functionalities? So like what the digital yuan wants to do right now is just, okay, it wants to be a payment solution. But can it also be all the other things? Can it um, serve as a, an investment vehicle? Can it serve as, a, as something you, you can, can save in your, your, your account? So th- that is a, like a big question that uh, the Chinese um, regulators have to answer and the, China, the central bank has to answer. And I think that is, uh, will be quite, quite difficult. I think there will always be some space for, for private uh, entrepreneurs in China. So I think the what, what the Chinese government wants to do is kind of understandable, but the Chinese government is also very limited um, in its uh, capacity to, to, to do all these things. It's really interesting that you say that, Torsten. It's a hopeful point to end on, and hopefully there will be space for private enterprise to continue to operate in the e-commerce digital payment section. But it is clearly going to become more of an issue as it encroaches on for banks' desire to regulate and operate in this space also, we're going to have to keep an eye on it. And that is what the China Business Brief intends to do, coming to you every two weeks with the latest in China's regulatory political affairs. The China Business Brief is a podcast brought to you by the China Britain Business Council. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe If you want to see more of our events and activities, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and our WeChat feed.